What is going on everybody? My name is Colored Aller. Welcome to another week of Weird News Wednesdays. This is the Heroes for Hair podcast. We're back again talking all the strangest news stories from around the world. We talk about the news that the real news is too afraid to talk about. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Meehan. Sean, how is it going? Why'd you say my name <laughs> like I was someone pretending to be Sean Meehan who needed to be reminded? <laughs> Sean Meehan, you say? Is that your real name? No, my real oh. name is Joe Rogan. <laughs> I'm the oh, podcaster shit. now. <laughs> <laughs> it's been so long. You've been playing this charade for years to build up publicity for this podcast. Uh, and it's worked so well. Yeah. Uh, it's weird DMT that you and that bald shit. cap. Oh, look, I, do. I spent a lot of money on bald caps. I invested heavily. Hasn't paid Hev- off, but I have all these bald <laughs> caps. Heavily, innit? And you sit around all day going, wow. Maybe. Wow. <laughs> that is that is the 90% of the podcast, yes. <laughs> that, from everything I've listened, it's just what, someone said something mad, like batshit, and he's like, wow, maybe. Yeah, like, push the conversation along a little bit. <laughs> like, not to go slate another podcast, but I watched one The episode. most successful one. I, I think We don't just pick on the ones that are small, because they're all our level. Go for the biggest one, most successful. They clearly are doing something wrong. That's why they're the biggest podcast in the world. Yeah, if we take down, uh, uh, like, the oh, king yeah. of podcasting, then we're grand. And, I, and I, I continue my feud with The Rock, world's nicest man, The Rock, that's true, that's fizzled out top. in recent months. That It, it has fizzled out. He's afraid of me. He's been backed <laughs> away. You're, he's, you have him on the ropes. <laughs> I sent him an FU on Twitter once. and He hasn't got back to me. I think he's seen it on a single tear rolled out his eye. He's never recovered since. You can never see not. it in his tweet pattern. It's changed <laughs> since that day. Yeah, it's all negative since then. He hasn't had one child. Or like, There's been no a, turtle races. Nothing, nothing at all. So, Sean, this is weird news. What do we do here? Uh, you have spent the week gathering all of the weirdest news stories from around the world, and I have done nothing at all. So you're going to fill me in on what I've missed, and hopefully it's weird, Connor, because otherwise it will just be news. True story. And so what we're starting off this week is actually an old story from years past, it's one of our radio show stories, Sean. <gasps> yes. Um, and why we're starting this week is literally the only reason, because I seen it, and it came back up on my timeline, and I went, oh, that was a fucking funny story. And then I felt like we had not been, we weren't doing this show when this story came out, so I felt like the listeners of the show needed to hear it. Okay, and I probably need to be reminded of it, if I'm honest. Yes. Um, so we're starting off in the UK from a few years back. This is man fined for pretending to be a ghost in Portsmouth Cemetery. I oh, vaguely remember this. Vaguely <laughs> remember this. Um, a man has been fined for pretending to be a ghost and utter rowdy behaviour in a cemetery last week. Anthony Stallard pleaded guilty at Portsmouth Magistrates Court to using threatening or abusive words or behaviour likely to cause distress. The court heard that the 24-year-old had been out drinking with friends when they went to Kingston Cemetery in Portsmouth, where they started to play football, the start of all great horror films. (laughs) Um, A Hampshire police spokesman said that witnesses complained to police about Stallard's rowdy behaviour and his pretending to be a ghost. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'll have you arrested. <laughs> the, the witness reported the group engaging in rowdy behaviour, and one of them throwing their arms in the air, throwing a blanket on top of themselves, and saying, Woo! At passers by. Now, that's a lot of preparation to bring the blanket. It, maybe they brought it for soccer purposes. I don't know why you would need it to play football. To um, roll it up and make a goal post, perhaps. Roll it up and make a goal post. You could. Um, maybe that there was just a big bag they brought the soccer balls in. Like, they brought 20 of them. And they just scattered them around the graveyard. Scattered them around, because ghosts love to play the game. The beautiful game. <laughs> the beautiful game. <laughs> but, like, can you... I, I, look, it's bad form. We can agree it's bad form mm. to go into a graveyard and say woo. But it's, is there not an element of, sure, they're clearly joking. Like, <laughs> So um, the, the fact is, the, the police, I feel like, felt the same way as you, Sean, because he was fined £35 and ordered to pay the victim £20 <laughs> in charges. That's £55, Connor. That's at Fuck. least two notes. Oh, Jesus. Two notes. And he's just like, I spent all my money on blankets. Oh, no. <laughs> all these soccer balls. They're rentals. <laughs> um, he was flapping his arms, throwing himself backwards and making ghost noises. Um, he could be heard by mourners there. But it says mourners, but this was late at night. So I don't know how many people are going to the cemetery like after eight to just have a mourn. Yeah, why would you go to the cemetery during haunting hour? It's literally the one time you wouldn't go. That's the only time you shouldn't go. Cemeteries during the day are pretty grand. They're covered in grass and flowers and shit. Normally have some chap drinking some some alcohol in the corner. Leave him to it. You leave Tommy at his business, (laughs) alright? He's been through a lot. He's just trying to have a drink. He had to pay £55. (laughs) (laughs) But like, the fact is... If anyone listening to this would go up, you know what? I'd prefer to go to a cemetery at night. You deserve to be haunted. I think that's the only way I can say it, by a man in a blanket waving his arms around. After... Well, what if that was just his goal celebration? <laughs> He's going a bicycle kick and then he went, Woo! <laughs> Suddenly there's a SWAT team on him. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Casper's turned up. They call him the Casper of the football field. He was a magician with his feet. Well, um, well Casper wasn't a magician, no. No, but it did. It looks like he was floating when he was running. Yeah, that's. I guess yeah, that's. He fine. floated across the grass. Or something like something's there. Yeah, it's a Casper, uh, the friendly post. Uh, he's just a goalpost. <laughs> he's just. He, but he's real shit because he's a ghost, so you can just yeah. kick it through. That post is making no making no effect on the game whatsoever. Do your fucking job, post, they say. Fuck's sake, but Casper, no wonder you the, died. Uh, we, we covered... <laughs> that movie needed somebody saying that. <laughs> <laughs> just, just having a conversation with her for five minutes. Fuck's sake, Casper. I'm glad you're dead. You I'm know glad what? You're dead. I'm fucking glad you're dead, kid. Jesus. Yeah, child. Um, but we're covering this story because I just feel like we're all going through a bit of a bit of a scary time at the minute in everything that's going on and this has kind of reminded me that there used to be a time where the scariest thing in the world was a man with a blanket on his head shouting woo 
late at night at a cemetery, which I can only assume there had to just been like one old couple there, and they were just like, "Oh no, it's the ghosts! It's the oh, ghosts again!" They they're always back, shout, Margaret. <laughs> <laughs> Margaret, get my shotgun. I brought four, just <laughs> in case. <laughs> no matter of fact, give me two shotguns. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so this man was asked to pay a subtotal of £55 for scaring people. His lawyer even told the magistrates, I'm assuming he was pretending to be a ghost. Assuming. They don't like, know for sure, but What, what this sounds like is the absolute cover for a ghost who has possessed a human. Oh, fuck. Oh, jeez, so, you've taken this a completely different way. Go well, on. Well, look, if the ghost had the presence of mind to say, look, if it's if someone thinks it's a human pretending to be a ghost, yeah. any ghostly, and if they're, like, trialled for that, any ghostly, uh, like, symptoms that they show, people will just be like, ah, sure, that's the lad who was arrested for pretending to be a ghost. And they'll so, just look the other way. Meanwhile, so. Casper's here, alive and well, Fucking having the 21st birthday he never got to have. So, our two options for what this could be is just some chap who got a bit pissed drunk and then started pretending to be a ghost for a laugh in a cemetery. Or it's a ghost pretending to be a man pretending to be infected by a ghost as a way to commit crimes without being caught even though Casper's already dead so he can't go to jail. Yes, I think that's what I'm saying. He could go right. to, like, uh, like ghost heaven, jail. heaven jail. Ghost jail, heaven yeah. Jail. Yeah, ghost jail. Obvi- obviously, <laughs> ghost jail. <laughs> Terrible problems with people escaping from ghost jail as a ghost. Damn it, they keep getting out! How do we do this? I keep building the walls higher and higher. <laughs> they just keep getting out. Is there any way to make ghosts more solid? <laughs> It's like, what if we put another layer of brick behind this one? It's just not working, Tommy. They just keep escaping. What if we pebble dash the whole thing? Oh, fucking pebble dash it, yeah. That'd be good. Just like, I'd say, don't leave. We'll write that on the wall, Tommy. How about that? Well, that could work. Oh. Casper and follow the rules. Oh, <laughs> That's one of his things. He's a child. He'll believe anything. <laughs> He'll believe any of our nonsense. <laughs> this ghost. This is exactly what happened. I'm confident in it. Okay, well, look, now now we have this settled. That was a story from a few years ago. We've we've opened it, cracked open a cold case, and we've solved it. Don't Very you worry. Don't, you don't need to thank us. We're just doing our job. We um, do this for the fun of it. We're moving on to our next story, and that is... Ba- a banning of a pu- in a pub, right? There's, there's a pub in Outback, Australia, and in a town called Yuraka. And it had to make some, it had to prohibit some residents upon entering from now on because they are causing too much of a problem. And that is Kevin and Carol. I know what you're thinking. Kevin and Carol sound like nice people. Fine upstanding like members of the community, I would have said. Stand up member. yes. Well, Kevin and Carol are emus who wander hmm? the town of Yuraka in Queensland and they have been barred from the only pub after leaving droppings on the floor and stealing toast. This is news in the Outback. Jesus Christ. I didn't know there were emus in the Outback. Uh, yes. The more you know, I guess. Why? How, how long did Kevin and Carol get away with this? Um, so, Sean, it can't be easy being an emu in Outback Australia at the best of times. What with the very heat? hot. 
Yeah, and all the, the things that want to kill you. The droughts, the 900 animals in Australia that will bite you and ultimately kill you, yes. Um, but to be banned from your local pub for bad behaviour must now be added to the list of grievances inflicted upon the big birds. <laughs> sure, there's nowhere to go and get trashed with the lads <laughs> now. Yeah, there's only one fucking pub. What the fuck am I going to do on a Saturday night? Fuck Stay at sake. home. Be an emu? No. I'm hardly, I'm hardly going to talk to fucking Carol. Fuck's sake. For Carol's um, the anti-crack, so she is. Yeah. <laughs> Such is the problem. Kevin and Carol, two emus in Yuraka, um, now face after, after an edict was passed down by the only hotel in town last week. Jerry Gimblet, who owns the hotel, with her husband Chris, told the Guardian Australia they were left with no other option. After the birds' recent bad behaviour. They were a bit of a crack up until this. <laughs> oh, well, that, they were the life and soul of the parties. Oh, we were happy walk to in have the door. It would be like cheers. <laughs> oh, but now they walk in, they think they own the fucking place. They just have a bit of a vibe that we don't really want to serve around here at the Araka Hotel. They say they've been stealing things from the guests, especially that's, their food. They'd stick their heads in, they'd stick their heads in and pinch toast out of the toaster, Jerry has told us. Out of the toaster? But the main reason we've banned them is their droppings. They're enormous, very large and very smelly and they created great stains, she said. Great stains. Great stains. I can't. Listen, Guardian, get a photo of this. <laughs> My, why this is in it, right? It's because I see now when there's no way they got a whole article of this. <laughs> but <laughs> don't you worry, because this article is more than one paragraph long. They covered the shit out of this like these emus had committed murder. <laughs> It's like, we did a psychological breakdown of the emus. <laughs> they gave them a dot test, what do you see? <laughs> yeah, look, uh, we, were, we were thinking of a fucking child with a balloon, but uh, well, look, you said dead body. Yeah. Oh, we created a quiz so that you could see which emu you are. <laughs> um, Gimlet said the emus had become a tourist attraction after several eggs were hatched at the end of 2018. And while at one point there were nine emus in town, most had wandered away from town or been hit in accidents. Fucking hell. Bit dark for this, this article. Yeah, but is this article like, is it, is it, is it serious investigative journalism or is it like a comedy piece? Because it's walking the line. It's walking the line very finely. I think it starts as a comedy piece, but it goes on too long to stay a comedy piece. It has to just become investigative journalism. They have to start saying actual, like, fact. Yeah. Just two large emus remain in the town. Kevin and Carol, who circle the area around the pub. Fucking hell, you have a problem. They've set up a perimeter. <laughs> I think they've just died for the sweet, sweet sup. Oh, lads, sure you would be in the outback, wouldn't you? Yeah, you would. Uh, Leanne Byrne, a Yuraka resident, a frequent patron at the hotel, cared for emus after they hatched. She said they have grown to be as tall as her, and when they stand up straight, they are more than two metres tall. She expects the pair to continue growing. They're going to be the start, going to be the bouncers of the hotel now in a few weeks. That would um, be amazing. Not with those shoes. Burns said that while she had been cared for the emus for years, she understood the reasons behind the pub's ban. 
Despite the emu population shrinking to just two, Gimblet said they remain noticeable, uh, given there were there are only about 16 other human residents in Yuraka. There are only 16 humans in Yuraka. So one ninth of the population is emu. Yes. Well, <laughs> I mean... And, you, and you're banning one night of the people that could possibly shop in your pub. Like, yeah, like... It, to, to, for emus to, first of all, be patrons of a bar, mm. don't you think that the bar needs to just be so empty that two emus doesn't make a difference? <laughs> Like, this is not news anywhere else. It's just because there's only 16 people in the fucking place. In the whole town. That they're just like, look, the two emus, Kevin and Carol, you gotta respect them. You gotta respect them, but at the same time, they're fucking devils. And they never pay their tab. Never pay their tab. The little bastards, they come in, they steal toast, they fuck off. It's outrageous. I won't have it, not in my establishment. Do you you think that the owners were fighting amongst themselves? Like, uh, we can't ban them. We, we're going to have to, Jerry. We're going to have to. If they keep nah, this up... They're not so bad. I know, but they're shitting on the floor, stealing toast. But they're, they're harming our other eight residents. For yeah. God's sake. Two of which are us. So we only have 14 customers. But who who do they pay rent to? Like, do they own the place? <laughs> yeah. Um, so while Yuraka may not often gain the attention of the country, a group of National Party politicians discovered the emu ban while on a trip through the western part of Queensland on Monday. The Minister for Agriculture and Deputy Nationals Leader, David Littleproud, which I mean, David Littleproud. Um, he's a little bit he's ne- proud. He's, ne- he's never that impressed by his kids. Um, <laughs> he thought the Yuraka locals were having me on with the sign at the entrance about the emu ban and posted a selfie with one of the emus, Kevin. This article goes on for a further paragraph to explain the emus. Fuck's sake. So, <laughs> now, is this... Is this how, how Are we talking, like, remember that hat article that just started listing hats? <laughs> no, they, it starts talking about despite the emu's recent behaviour, the Ra- Yuraka Hotel has not experienced a drop-off in visitors. But, like, a drop-off in visitors of what? Zero? Uh, well, it is. See, I thought it was... Like, if it's a hotel, people can stay over, can't they? I suppose, yeah. But I just feel like... I think if you're noticing the fact that these emus are causing hassle, I think maybe you need... You know to have new rules because emus are bastards. We've covered we've covered seagulls. Seagulls are bastards. You don't want any birds inside the area. But maybe these emus could have been trained. Maybe this is a bit of discrimination against the emu people. You could have put them to work. They could have started pulling pints for everyone. <laughs> pulling pints. Fucking head on that joke. Get the fuck back there. Pull me another one. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's such a mad small town, though. Like, imagine living in that town. If any of our listeners happen to be from there, all like? we they only have sixteen, but you're hoping that one of them listens to this. Yeah, I just have a good feeling about it, you know. I think that's the that's going to be the official town of the podcast, Yuraka. <laughs> Yuraka, Queensland. Yuraka, Queensland. Just because only sixteen people live there, do you want to head there? Me and you, we'll go meet the emus. Yeah, if we go on tour, uh, we can like say, oh, the whole town came out to see us. 
Um, okay, we're going to move on to our next piece of news, and that is Vermont farmer returns prosthetic leg that skydiver lost during jump. What's, oh no! Oh no! Hey, okay, look. First of all, it caught back. Yes. And also, it's a prosthetic leg, so it probably wouldn't hurt. But imagine no. just real. You'd have to realize it on the way down, surely. You'd, you'd very quickly realize it after you landed. <laughs> <laughs> I think you would I think you'd hit ground You'd be like this is all going well And then very quickly you would fall to either your right or your left Yeah and or, Unless you manage to land that perfectly In which case fair play to you F- Fair fucks to you A Vermont skydiver who lost his prosthetic leg During a jump has it back Thanks to a farmer who kept an eye out for it And spotted it in a soybean field after it kicked some lad in the head <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine The speed That picked up Flipping If that comes down At the perfect angle Somebody's getting kicked Right into the back of the head How do you explain <laughs> that I, do, I don't know What the fuck happened Officer It's Like it, Did he see it On the way down Or did he just Was there an announced Afterwards That like this leg Went missing it was announced a- afterwards on social media. And then he said, that explains it. Oh, I've been using me this leg as a farming tool. It <laughs> appeared last week. <laughs> just as a series of things that fell out of planes. And he's made a farm around all of that. <laughs> like, there's just a packet of peanuts. That's, he's just, he just has it there. There's, just, there's a leg. He sits in a suitcase and calls it his tractor. Oh man, he's just the best farmer in the land. Double amputee Chris Marquez of Hyde Park went for a jump Saturday at Vermont Skydiving Adventures in West Addison and lost one of his prosthetic legs after leaping from the plane. I think my adrenaline was so high and I was just so excited. I didn't realise I had even lost it, he said. Um, <clears throat> Marquez, who was who was harnessed to an instructor, landed safely. Cause, uh, but he didn't put out the word on social media that he'd lost his leg. Farmer Joe Marzowski saw the post before finding the prosthetic on Sunday in a soybean field. Beyond a few scratchers, scratches, it was completely undamaged. That's that's a testament to the quality of that leg. Yeah, pretty good. Oh. But I still think how. Amazing! This would be a mad, way bigger story if that leg landed on anything important. As in, if it like went through a windshield or something. Windshield person. How are you going to explain getting drop kicked from forty thousand feet? Be, it'd be one hell of a uh, like a two truths and a lie, though, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, I once got drop kicked from the sky. <laughs> but uh, what's the worst thing it could have hit? I wonder. Like a pram, probably. Oh, Pram, yeah. No, I think, see, it could be a thing if, if it just kept flying. <laughs> like, no, it kept flying into another plane. Or somebody else who was skydiving and it hit them in the back of the head. Oh. <laughs> just kicked them in the back of the head. Just, what the fuck was the Jesus Christ. That's a, that, that's a level of... Surprise! Like I would never be prepared to deal with that. I don't think. Like you've told me that story, but if it happened to me, I still wouldn't believe it. Some guy just doing one of those, you know, like you you move the the thing along the wire that beeps if you hit the metal rod. 
Yeah. And he's like, dude, it's slowly. It's like, you win $1 million if you get this. And he's just at the end. And then the fucking boot kicks him in the face. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Fuck it anyway. <laughs> um, he said, you've always got to keep an eye out, said the farmer Joe, um, who compared the discovery to a needle in a haystack. He said he was grateful he found the leg without running over, without running it over with a machine during the fall harvest. That would be would be hard now because your machine is a suitcase, as we've already discovered. Yes. Um, or God forbid, he said the combine sucked it up. It would have destroyed it. I don't think so. This leg fell from that far and just is completely fine. No, no, no. It would have destroyed the combine. Yeah, <laughs> the combine would have been like, no, fuck. I don't want this battle. I don't I want this smoke. This. I'm just gonna explode. <laughs> Self-destruct initiated. <laughs> oh, that's a brilliant story. I love that. Um, okay, we're going to move on. Next story. We are going to Virginia, Utah. Um, and this is a strange one, Sean. I think I think this is going to be one for your detective head. Ah, um, shit. We have Virginia, Utah residents report receiving unsolicited packets of seeds in the mail, reportedly from China. Oh, what? Right. Yes. Okay. Now, you've not given me much to work with there. Uh, no, solve it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> someone sent the seeds by mistake. Virginia, re- Virginia residents have been advised not to plant, don't you fucking plant that, <laughs> any unsolicited seeds they may have received in the mail. The state's Department of Agriculture and Consumer Services has advised. Residents reported that they received packets of seeds in the mail with writing on the outside that appears to be in Chinese. The seeds have yet to be identified, but officials speculate that the seeds may be of an invasive plant species and are advising residents not to use them. Invasive plant species? Invasive plant species makes it seem like this is a very strange ploy for war. As in the plants are taking over. Like like Shyamalan's the happening. This is the happening, yes. This is what I'm trying to say. Oh, well, look, if this is how it starts... Like, it wouldn't be the weirdest thing to happen this year, would it? It absolutely wouldn't. Um, This is like fifth on that list. (laughs) Taking steps to to prevent their introduction is the most effective method of reducing both the risk of the invasive species and the cost to control and mitigate these infestations. Virginia is not the only state to receive unsolicited seed packets... Uh, with Salt Lake City reporting the residents across Utah have received similar deliveries. In some cases, the packages were labelled as containing jewellery or other, another similarly attractive content. I opened them up and there were seeds and not jewellery, said Lori Cully, a resident from Utah. Obviously, they're not jewellery. Lori's on the ball. Obviously, those seeds are not diamonds. She's aware now. I've I've seen a few seeds in my time. <laughs> she tried to wrap it around her neck. This won't even stick. Doesn't even make sense. Look, I'll try it right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Fox 13 confirmed that the Utah Department of Agriculture and Food will likely team up with Customs and Border Protection to investigate the incidents. But, Sean, I come to you. This is rather mm. random, I will say. This is fairly fucking weird, but yeah. is there a more sinister reason why these people are being sent packages that have jewellery written on them, or a uh, big prize, or <laughs> fantastic money? Fantastic money being the best one. It's and the inside, there's just 
But there's inside there's just packets of seeds. Seeds that what do they grow? We don't know. It could be anything. Sean, okay. take it away. Connor, I have two scenarios. Okay, and I know they're gonna be logical, please. Well one of them is the one that it actually is, and one of them is what I think <laughs> it might be. I'm mm. gonna go with the thing it might be, please. Okay. Have you read Jack and the Beanstalk? I have, yes, I know the general gist. Well, if for those of you that don't know, Jack sells the family cow for a handful of quote-unquote magic beans, and his mother calls him a twat, but he plants yeah. them anyway, and a big beanstalk grows. So, And then she, she calls him a twat for ruining her garden, but, you know, he, he's pretty okay with it. Yeah, and then he goes up and steals a goose's egg from a giant, but the, True. Is ma- the egg is made of gold, and she's like, yeah. you fucking twat, you just angered a giant. Oh, yeah, it's fucking little dickhead, Jack. Jeez. He's not having a good day. Uh, no. Jack But uh, And you're adopted What? What? Ma? What? <laughs> Go on So I think That Some Like this has happened On a grander scale That like Some poor Chinese Jack Has Sold like The family property In exchange For an excess of beans <laughs> And so The mother uh, Is like You're a twat And he yeah. says Okay, I'll get I'll get the beans back, and she and the mother's like, no, you don't. You'll just waste some beans if you give them back. So he says, right, I'll make everyone. I'll give everyone in the world a golden goose egg, and then you'll see, and we'll be the only ones without a goose egg, can and the whole I, world I, will have one. Can I really quickly ask? Yeah, go what ahead. the fuck was the other one that it definitely is? Oh, there's a thing called a brushing scam. Which is where, right. uh, like, unscrupulous online sellers will just randomly mail things to random addresses. Uh, and they'll have nothing to do with an actual... Uh, sorry, they'll randomly mail things to random addresses and then leave positive reviews on the product page. Now, that product page could say diamonds, but what's posted out is not diamonds. It can be fucking anything. But once something is posted out, it can be reviewed. Oh my God, Sean. This is so weird. This is the first time in the history of this show that you have absolutely nailed it. Because they told Fox 13 that the incidents could be a scam known as brushing. Yes. Where some companies will send you a product so they can post a fake review in your name. I'm a genius. Oh my god, and you talked about Jack and the Beanstalk to basically annoying lengths. But fucking hell, you came in clutch near the end. No, I'm I'm fifty fifty on which one it is. <laughs> um, this is rather random. I don't think I've heard of seeds before. Rup, Rup said the first thing to do is Google your address and see what's out there. Numerous things will come up when you Google your address. It's kind of scary sometimes. They said, um, but that I'm sh- I'm thinking, Sean, what if this company just really loves seeds and they want people to enjoy seeds? What if it's some weird, like, marketing scheme for a Poison Ivy movie? <laughs> but the, the seeds are poisonous, of course. Oh, yeah, because otherwise, like, yeah. how are you going to get the word out? Oh, People aren't shit. going to talk about, oh, I got, a lo- I got a load of sunflowers in the post. No. No, but yeah, but you'll, be, you'll take notes if you say, oh, my Uncle John died from seeds. I'll that keep an eye out for that. No, sorry, Connor. What you have to title it as is "My Uncle John Died from Seeds?" Question mark exclamation mark. Oh, that would get so many clicks. Think of the yes. social media clout we'd get. Oh, 
if only I wasn't so busy being Joe Rogan and solving crime at the same time. Wow, that's cool. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. What the fuck do I know? <laughs> I don't know why that's the bit I've gone with this week. <laughs> um, okay, we're moving on. I just wanted to. I wanted to question you about those seeds. About that scam that I was like, maybe China are sending, you know, seeds that when you grow them, they grow like soldiers. And like, that's a way to infiltrate the country. You went jack of the beanstalk and then you absolutely nailed the real reason. So I feel like that's already settled. I think you've nailed that. Yeah, I think it's a net gain, like both for the podcast and humanity. Yeah, and so now, Sean, we move to our favorite state in all of la- all of the world, Florida. Liquid. And we have, oh shit. We have four. We have four stories this week from Florida. Each one, each one fills me with such Florida glee because Florida is the worst and best place to be. In all, in all parts of the day and in all parts of the world. But that's true. It's always interesting. It is. And we start off this week with Florida woman tries to steal 65-inch television from Florida Walmart. How? That's a, that's a difficult item to smuggle, I think. I would say, if you had to do a list of things to smuggle from a shop, I would say the biggest fucking television they have would be the hardest thing to steal. Unless she just tried to, like, style it out. How do you style this out? You, like, you, what to do? You get. I'm not telling you how to steal, listeners. Yeah, I know I'm an expert on. thief and subterfuge yeah. agent, but yeah. uh, <laughs> you go in with your friend, right? Let's say, for example, you take me, Connor. Right. So we're there, and we we just carry it around the shop for a bit. Mm. Then you quite loudly would say, "No, listen." We'll just leave with what we have and it'll be grand. Mm. And then then you get a phone call. But not really. It's a fake phone. Oh fuck it. Alright, so but that'll imply that I have friends that were this is gonna be this is not believable so far, but please continue. Oh it's it's not friends, it's your lawyer and you're oh. in deep trouble. Um, oh no. <laughs> from all of thievery. the crimes I've committed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. But uh so you loudly answer your phone, say yeah. I have to go. And then you leave, leaving me and with a I, massive I, telly. Yo, fuck, yeah. So then I get a store clerk. What are you going to do with that clerk. telly? I get a store clerk, Connor, and I say, sorry, my friend just had to go before he could help me carry this out. Would you mind yeah. giving me a hand? Oh, shit. And they walk oh, out of the shop with you. And what happens if the store clerk has seen you come in and the store clerk would be the one person that would know if you had not been to the till yet? Surely. Uh, hmm. that's, that's an interesting point <laughs> yes we're going to literally do here, their job well well, maybe we could factor it in that maybe there's two two people working at the time one okay, of them on the right. tail one of them on the floor right yeah 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 uh, and so uh, oh hang on it's all falling apart in my head yeah. as I come up oh, with it no. I, I asked one minor follow up question <laughs> what if you just ran really fast <laughs> with a 65 inch TV yeah, you'll be there, won't you? You'll help me. Just, just fucking go-go gadget arms this. Um, so, does a 65-inch television actually fit in a shopping cart? 
No, no, not really. That was the question and answer that a sheriff, a sheriff's office in Central Florida posed to their audience after they said two women attempted to steal an oversized television. The Polk County Sheriff's Office said the shoplifters entered a Walmart in Mulberry, Florida on Sunday afternoon and began placing, placing electronics in their shopping cart, including a large television. One of the women left the store first. See? See? Then... Then the other woman pushed the cart with the television and exited the, exited the store without paying for the items. Authority said security confronted the woman about her receipt, but she said she did not have one. The sheriff's office said the woman who left the store first then grabbed all of the stolen electronics out of the cart, except for the 65-inch television, and put them in their car. Store security was able to keep them from stealing the television. Both women then fled the store and now investigators are trying to identify the shoplifters. So they got away, but they left the TV behind. I mean, look, well, they got away with a load of electronics, it seems. It does, but is that a case of they put the TV in there, they didn't really want the TV? It was a decoy to all the smaller things that they were going to steal. I see. Mmm. Now, and, and, now, maybe it's telling of me that my original strategy flat out just didn't work in that D- didn't scenario. Didn't work at all, though. So, may, now, what if, and forgive me if this is bold. Do not say Jack in the fucking bead song. Please, go on. No, you can continue, don't worry. <laughs> you know what? You've called me on that. Fair play to you. Right. <laughs> you knew where I was going, and you were having none of it. <laughs> um, the 65 inch television was her height or even bigger than she was and so they say that this might have been probably the worst item she could have taken in the whole place surely yeah like even a 40 inch TV I feel is easier to manage than a, step than a one big for, step one for theft has to be that you're able to both lift the thing and leave with the thing without being obvious yeah, like if you can conceal it on your person, all the better. Um, but not when it's it when you can fit the corner of it into the cart. <laughs> yeah, it's like pointed out, and it weighs a fucking ton. Like it's probably gonna break if you're not doing it right, you know. Mm. But this Florida woman wanted a TV. Do you think she looked at like the twenty inch, and she's just like, we could hide that, and then she looked at the sixty five, and she's like, well. We do like sports, so I mean, I mean, I, I really want to watch Mission Impossible Fallout in the best yeah, quality, but not on that shitty little one. I want the one that's bigger than me. Sheila, come here, come here to me now. We're going to carry this yoke out. Say nothing to nobody. But here's the thing: you leave first. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Jack and the Beanstalk. Have you heard of it? Let's run that play. Um, <laughs> We're moving on to our next piece of weird news, and that is... Man arrested after dropping drugs in front of Cape Corral officers. Yes. Now, that doesn't mean they're his drugs. Now, this is possibly one of my favourite stories. I could not find a lot of uh, information on this, but I feel like this will be one that we get slowly revealed over the next few weeks, because a man dropped a box filled with drugs while he was talking to Cape Corral police officers at a motel earlier this week. While he was talking to them? Yeah. <laughs> so just like, as he, 
Well, officer, how was your weekend? (laughs) (laughs) According to the Cape Corral Police Department, 24-year-old Cody Wynn uh, took a loss, I would swear. Cody Wynn was talking to officers while they were at the scene of an overdose at the Casa Loma Motel off Del Prado Boulevard on Thursday night. Everyone's Everyone's favourite boulevard. Everyone's favourite boulevard. So, Sean... There are people, this poor person is after taking an overdose, they're taking them to the hospital. The police are all there, they have the whole place cordoned off. Cody sees this as a chance to have a bit of a chat with some of the boys in blue. Says, you know what, maybe I'll have a bit of a one-on-one type, have a chat about their day. What's up with them? Um, He walks up to them, he begins a conversation with the police officers, completely innocently. While doing so, he dropped the box he was holding. Several drugs spilled out of the box, said the officers. What is your opinion on magic beans, officers? <laughs> no, he just walks up and he has the box and he's just like, you know, it'd be fucking weird if this box had loads of drugs in it. <laughs> Boys, am I fucking I'm right? something of a magician myself. Oh, don't get me started. Oh, look, you know, lads, you know I'm a fucking bit of a jokester. Obviously, I'm, this isn't full of, oh, no, my butterfingers. Oh, no, I've done it again. <laughs> <laughs> um, while doing so I said he dropped the box after he was arrested police also found Wynn had counterfeit money on him he was charged with possession of a controlled substance without a prescription possession of cocaine possession of drug paraphernalia possession of counterfeit money he was then taken to county jail but this is a situation where Florida man looked at a, si- looked at a crime scene he had nothing to do with he was oh. not involved he then decided, I'll go over for a chat, and put himself into the centre of the situation that was surrounded by policemen. It was and it's t- literally like, time to turn on the old Wiggum charm. <laughs> <laughs> All he had to do was walk past. There was a moment there where he gets to the point where he's like, do I walk past with my box of drugs without saying anything? Or do I walk over there? I have had a lot of chicken wings today. My hands are quite greasy. But at the same time, I'd like a bit of a chat. I just... I'm lonely. I've no one to share my drugs with. And, uh, yeah, that's it. He was looking for somebody to just share his drugs with. And unfortunately, the police were just... The thing about Florida is that Florida man will come to you if you wait long enough. Yeah, it must be the easiest place, to, simultaneously the easiest and most difficult place to be in, like, the law. Cause, if you were the police officer, how do you react? I, I think I look down, <laughs> I look back up, and I say, that's a box of drugs, sir. <laughs> like, seriously, you brought a box of drugs into the crime scene of an already overdose of drugs. In case you can, we're not great on drugs at the minute. <laughs> Do you think he was bringing the drugs to somebody in the hotel? <clears throat> oh, maybe. It could have been a delivery kind of situation. I think it's funnier if it's not. If he had not, he was just going about his daily life. That was just his shoebox of drugs that he carries. He was just carrying it around. He was kind of coming home after a long day at the drug factory. Does he work at the at the cocaine factory? He, he works at the cocaine factory, I can only assume. I mean, look, it's a steady job. Uh, yeah. Ups and downs. Oh, there's a, a lot more ups and downs, I would say. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's both, uh, very efficient, certainly. Very efficient. Gets a lot of things done. Time flies and also goes slowly. It's, 
<laughs> it's it's really a perfect combo. Um, so yes, Florida man, he walks past the drug overdose, sees the police officers over there, and thinks that's the place that I need to be in because I think it's a triple bluff. They won't expect the guy who's on the crime scene to have drugs. He's smart. They, you have to like you have to. If it's like if you ask a police officer if they're a police officer legally, they have to tell you. If you show them that you have drugs, they can't arrest you for it. He was expecting that they would just go, Ah, look, we respect you. They tap him on the shoulder, fair play to you now. You know what? We have to respect your audacity. And and with that, off you go, you little scamp. You you run along home now. You enjoy yourself. (laughs) <laughs> oh, he's always at that now. He's an absolute jokester, that chap. Pure the devil. Car. <laughs> car. Let's take him out. Pull um, it around. <clears throat> so, we're moving on to our next story, and that is Florida Man. Florida Man, he walks up to crime seeds. Florida Man then decides he has to get away from crime seeds. And what is the most efficient way to move when ri- trying to get away from the police, would you say, Sean? Crawling. <clears throat> Crawling. Crawling I, would be... If you were to be more acrobatic. Flipping? Like doing front in a flips? Way. Um, in a way. Because I have Florida Man tries to evade arrest by cartwheeling away from the cops. The cartwheel. Cartwheel. The famed yeah. third form of movement. The, it's... it's <laughs> running, walking, cartwheeling. They're all there. A Florida man was caught on camera trying to evade arrest by cartwheeling away from the police. The now viral footage shows the gymnastics enthusiast blocking the path of a truck at a Wawa in Orlando by doing a flip in the middle of the roadway. Officers took him down for apparently blocking traffic, but the man was wi- was able to wiggle out of their grasp. He then bega- ran away, and then he then launched into a cartwheel. Uh, he didn't. He did. He began doing cartwheels, and he kept doing them until the police eventually walked up and rearrested him. <laughs> <laughs> they, they they were also cartwheeling because they <laughs> like to play fair. Yeah, I think if somebody's cartwheeling, you can't just walk up alongside them with the handcuffs out. I think that's unfair. I think so. I think like they're they're giving their best effort. You may at least give yours. There's a moment in that arrest where he gets taken out for stopping traffic, and they begin to handcuff him, and he gets away. And at that point, Gianfranco Fernandez, which is what this man's name is, he yeah. has to think to himself. What is the most efficient way to get away? And so he's thinking, right, I can run. But I'm not a very fast runner. I can, I can walk. My foot is a bit sore. What if I use these strong, strong wrists and maybe this sense of balance that I am also famed for and maybe cartwheel the whole way home? I mean, that is... I think that's the most logical option at this point. <laughs> There has to be a split moment where he makes that decision. That's like, cartwheel's the way to go. Obviously. Obviously. I could, Obviously. I could run. I could hop. Yeah. Hopping is too slow. Hopping, don't be ridiculous. Hopping. Gianfranco, he's talking to himself. Gianfranco, you are a fucking agent if you start hopping. Don't even do, think about it. Do not. I know you want oh. to. No. Do you think he's been practicing his cartwheels? Because I feel like I haven't done a cartwheel since I was seven. And if I tried to do them now, I would just go in a big circle. 
I think if I tried to do a cartwheel right now, I would break my wrists and my knees. <laughs> Have you ever done the thing where um, you drop down for a push-up? Do you know what I mean? So you're standing, yeah. you're standing up... And the thing is, you just like drop face first, and you have to yeah. trust that your hands will catch you. Yes, I have done that. I hurt myself very badly. Oh, gr- oh, this Sean, please <laughs> tell us. I like stories of you hurting yourself. That's not nice. That's not a nice thing to say <laughs> to Sean. <laughs> I, I think that's carwheel now is like a leap of faith. I think when you're younger, you don't think of the consequences, but once you hit past maybe twelve. You're thinking, this cartwheel could end my career as a cartwheeler. <laughs> this, this cartwheel could end my career. <laughs> Imagine if you were a professional athlete and you have to go back to your team and be like, look, man, I injured myself cartwheeling with my child. It's, it's just how it is. It's just, a, look, it worked out that way. All right, I'm not proud would of it. Just, I'm would, a little proud of it. <laughs> would you say that uh, a cartwheel is faster than a run? No, because I think you're using you're using different muscles. Whereas you could specialize mm. your muscles for running. I think you could run faster than any cartwheeler. I think I yeah. could run faster than any cartwheeler. And you are notoriously a very slow runner. I'm look. I ran a hundred meters in like nine seconds. <laughs> like nine was even. Nine? I think it was. Yeah. Nine even. Yeah. Nine even. And. And it's strange because Bolt did 9.57 or whatever. You did 9 and you don't get the recognition that you deserve, which is strange. Well, I didn't do it on camera, you know. I wouldn't be vain. Well, you you wouldn't want to. Because that man has based his whole personality around that. Whereas you just throw it out. You do do that on the way to work. Oh, like it's just, you know, it it, it makes the first 100 metres, you know, quick. (laughs) The rest of it is you getting... Brought to work by the ambulance, but the first hundred fucking flies by. <laughs> just puking me ring up from fucking. <laughs> the, the, the medics are just at the end of the hundred meters at the end of your road. Fuck, he's gonna come around here any second. <laughs> I just run straight in the back at this point. <laughs> Leap onto the stretcher, right? Well, let's get him. Come on, we'll start driving. <laughs> Um, yeah so this Florida man he decided gymnastics was the way to go he was just part of Cirque de Soleil I don't know well look if he was he shouldn't have been getting arrested yeah I think I would just go around in a circle if I started doing cartwheeling like it would just be a terrible way to get away oh yeah there's no linear travel I think with with cartwheeling (laughs) Um, okay we are finishing off weird news this week in Florida and finally, Florida man, we've been going along a lot here thinking, Florida man, who is he? What is he about? Finally, Florida man has told us who he actually is. And it's two birds with one stone because naked Florida man tells deputies that he is Batman. <gasps> Holy shit. Yeah. yeah. I can't believe it. We've done it. We've yeah. figured it out. I've been watching Batman media for so long and I have never once been able to figure out who Batman is even in all those scenes and all the movies and TV shows where there is a man there I don't know who that man is he could be Florida Man look at look that's the beauty of a secret identity you know like it's never fully known (laughs) we all think Pattinson he's Batman 
I don't think he is. If Florida Man becomes Batman, I think it's over for us bitches. Because <laughs> he's, he's simultaneously criminal and, like, justice. Yeah, at the same time, he's on both sides of the coin. <laughs> but what's his, what's his proof? What's his evidence that he's Batman? Mm, right, so a Southwest Florida man is accused of wandering around a hotel naked and identifying himself as Batman, it already said. Christopher L. Jackson, 49, of Englewood, was arrested on Friday and charged with loitering and exposure of sexual organs, according to the Charlotte County Sheriff's Office. Um, the office responded to a call at the Suncoast Inn in Englewood late Friday after the motel's manager reported a naked man had tried to enter his room um, and steal his TV. Deputies found Jackson at a table outside the motel, the television station reported. Jackson claimed to have a room at the motel and had accidentally locked himself out of the said room. But the manager said Jackson was not registered there in any way, so... Differing viewpoints so far, who to believe? Um, it's a he said, Batman said situation. And you always trust made, Batman in these situations. I made multiple attempts to obtain his name and date of birth, said the officer, which he replied to with, I'm Batman, the deputy wrote. Well, well clearly he only needed to make one attempt then. <laughs> You're not fucking listening to me, officer. I said I'm Batman. B. What's your name? A T. <laughs> um, the deputy decided to seek out the motel surveillance footage. The Miami Herald reported video footage showed Jackson climbing through the guardrail that lines the building. Jackson then went to the third floor and stripped off all of his clothing. The newspaper reported Jackson then began going door to door, attempting to gain entry to rooms. Um, the deputy found Jackson's clothes and discovered a glass pipe. The Herald reported. Officials later learned Jackson had a warrant out for his own ja- out for his own arrest. Um, he remains in the county jail a $1,000 bond, but this is an outrage because Batman is no longer on the streets protecting Gotham. But Gotham, is there any precedence in the comics that Gotham could be Florida? It's never said it's not, is what I'll <laughs> and say. And I think that, that's enough evidence for me, personally. Mm. The- I'm filling in the gaps myself that I'd never I assumed uh, Gotham was Chicago all this time but now that I think about it it could be Miami it's always raining that's the very same as Miami always raining notoriously rainy in Miami Um, but you think about it like if this man is Batman they've taken him on the streets maybe Batman realised he has he has outfits for every villain like, when Freeze turns up, he's got a frost suit. When, you know, Two-Face is there, he's got a different outfit. He he depends... Or when, like, Firefly turns up, he's got fireproof clothing. This could just be a Batman outfit that looks like a naked man. I'm throwing it out there. I don't want to defend it. I love Batman. I'm a bit biased here. That's true. Could he be fighting a villain whose one weakness is nudity? <laughs> Censorship, man. <laughs> The Joker, <laughs> fucking hell! <laughs> Jesus Christ, put Not some again. fucking I'm embarrassed the- for you. <laughs> yeah, the Joker's like, I killed three kids last weekend. I'm in fucking. I'm a bit embarrassed for you. Like <laughs> Jesus Christ. Show some respect. Think, think of the children. Think of the children, man. Put some clothes on, bats. Also, interesting that his name isn't Bruce Wayne. It's it's all over the place here. Unless it is, 
you know, it's a fake name. Well, unless he was just checking if the if the officer was a you know a dedicated fan, and then when he mm. said my name is Batman, he should have automatically known. Oh, okay, it's Bruce Wayne. <laughs> Wayne Bruce. Okay, one forty two Gotham Street. Okay, that's fair enough. What's your name, Robin? Oh fuck. Oh shit, that's the third one. That's not right at all, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. What are you doing here? <laughs> but I like. Look, he's clearly not Batman, but mm. maybe oh, okay. he, maybe he just got locked out of every room in the hotel. Every room, every room, and he was just asking for entry because he felt like there was a crime there. He didn't know where, but there was a crime on the premises, and he was about to find it. He was ready. Yeah. <laughs> You go looking for a crime. That's how you know you're a good crime stopper. That's how Batman works. He waits for yeah, he, like after it's done, he'll take he'll take charge. You don't want to be reactive because then people get injured. You got to be proactive in this crime fighting game. You go looking for the criminals. Ooh, I like mm. it. I think I might take you it feel up like as you're a hobby. A murder? <laughs> I, yeah. I I don't feel like making a murder. I think. Okay. Well, we let me know if you do. murders in the world. Okay, <laughs> Connor. I'm talking to you here. Oh, me specifically. Oh, well. Look, I'll take your information on board, but I cannot promise anything. Well, that's all I ask. <laughs> that's all I ask. So that is this, that is it for this week's weird news. We've had quite the week. We've heard emus yes. and Batman and legs. That's all over the shop. All uh, over it. All over the place. So. Connor, will I take us out for the week? Please. Thank you, everyone, very much for listening to this episode of Weird News Wednesday. We will be back on Friday with Hero or Zero, Monday with Movie Mondays, and next Wednesday with another episode of Weird News Wednesdays. Big thank you to everyone who supports us over on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash here's for hire podcast. Or there's a link to that in the description. Uh, everyone who supports us over there, you're all the best. You help keep Connor's uh, magic bean habit in check. Uh, because we're paying to send them all to America. So yeah, that's true. I just want to be like Joe Rogan, guys. Um, also, <laughs> maybe. we did a... We do it. Wow, maybe. <laughs> um, we did a, an episode on the Patreon last Sunday night. Um, it was of Batman and Robin, the 1997 classic that we covered in the Lazarus Pit. For $5 a month, you can listen to that review. It is a doozy. It was an experience. I think I blacked out while watching it. Mm, I can't remember anything. It's the um, one of our patrons actually, Ryan Evanson, left a comment on that, and he said um, that he loved it because how bad it is. Yes, and I feel that's. I I I, I like that. That's most people's reaction to this movie. You want to know what killed the Ice Age? No, what killed the dinosaurs? The what Ice Age. The, Sorry. What I killed the Ice Age? DreamWorks. The, di- the DreamWorks, yeah. DreamWorks and those fucking five movies in a row. Leave it, lads. Leave it. You've made your McDonald's toys. <laughs> okay. Um, is that it? Yeah, we have all social media links in the description, or you can email us here's Ryer underscore at Outlook.com. But other than that, that's about it, I think. Alright, so I've been Connor Lawler. I've been Sean Mean. I'll see you next week, guys. Bye. Bye.